Good morning, everybody, and welcome back to episode, help me out here, Nick. 27, I think. There right? it is. There it is. I think so. Something yeah. like that. Episode 27 of Empty Betters. Uh, I'm your host, Harrison Schulz, and I'm going to toss it over here to my co-host, who unfortunately is not on my left, is not actually in a physical location with me. Uh, we have finally learned the world of technology, and due to the virus that shall remain unnamed, we are finally doing our first episode remotely. Uh, so if we sound a little different, that is why. If there's a little lag in communication, uh, that's the reason. But anyways, I'm going to toss it over here to Nick. What's going on, man? How are you doing? You alive? <sighs> Quarantined, man. Yeah, living yeah. a life. I think. I uh, think I'm I'm physically alive. Emotionally, I've been dead for about a week. So. <laughs> yeah, but your wallet's alive too, as a result. Right. Yeah, because I'm not spending any money. Uh, I'm well, also not, not spend- losing any money. Yeah. Imagine how yeah. much Sparty would have disappointed you by now. Oh my gosh. Well, I don't think they could have disappointed me because, you know, they were going to make a run at the ring again. So, (laughs) you know, but it's just, it is a tough time to be a sports fan right now. And, uh, you know, obviously there's bigger things in play, but this sucks. You got to think about the big picture, right? It's, it's bad to be a sports fan right now, but think about all the poor podcasters out there like us. Yes. Who yeah. have to? You thought I was going to talk about the kids and the seniors? Oh no, no, no! This is about us. We're sitting here, each in our room. Screw that! On a this Skype is about call. me and you. Yeah, we're on a Skype call right now, just kind of winging this, trying to see if we can get it to work. So hopefully, this right. all comes out good, and the quality isn't too bad. Uh, we're reverting back to the 20th century microphones that we used to record on. So uh, if they sound a little not as clear, apologies in advance. Uh, so yeah, I mean, we wanted to keep the podcast rolling. Uh, we discussed internally that, you know, we, we, we only do it once a week. It's not exactly a, you know, a huge chore for us. So it's kind of cool for us to learn how to do this remotely too, in case, yeah, definitely. in case this has to come up again, God forbid. So, um, we got a couple mailbag questions on the Instagram stories and we actually have a fun little segment that we're going to do for you guys. Uh, we think that the best way to get through this whole suspension uh, is basically just to do top ten segments. So we would just to bump up all of our summer content to now. <laughs> yeah, and then summer will go zero dark thirty forever. Right. Um, but no, we 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 figured this is probably the best way. There's obviously not much to talk about. The only thing I want to say is since we last spoke, it seems like the situation has seriously escalated. So uh, I. Am now changing my opinion of hockey starting in middle of May to not starting at all the rest of the year. So I think that's kind of the realization uh, that you and I have come to over the last couple of days. Uh, you know, we've seen that. Uh, you know, ESPN and NHL.com have put out various scenarios of when they think the season could start again and what to do. You know, how to make it work, whether that's you push it you know, basically into September or October and then push the start of next season. But I think ultimately right now what we're looking at is just the loss of playoffs and the loss of awarding the Stanley Cup. Yeah, and you know, the rumor around the league is that the, the Bettman doesn't want to shorten or condense next season as a result of kind of expediting this season, um, for lack of a better term. So I really don't see that happening uh, unless – unless they literally just have no summer break whatsoever, which I don't think is what the players are going to want. And I'm sure there's something in the NHLPA that has like a 
a minimum law or whatever. I don't know. I'm not a law guy, but I just don't see a scenario where we're going to have hockey again. And especially since Adam Silver of the NBA said that they're probably not going to start until around June 10th. So I'm just, I'm kind of now I'm they like start. waiting for the NBA to just come out and call it. And I feel like the NHL is going to be two days behind them. Yeah. Well, it, Probably. That's probably, you're probably right on that. I will say, since I've had a lot of time on my hands, uh, I unfortunately was stuck watching the Colin Coward show this morning. Yikes. <laughs> Poor me. Yeah. Oof. Um, so he was saying, you know, this is a great time for, he didn't talk about the NHL, obviously. Um, no, because he's on ESPN, so. Or Fox, but yeah. Or whatever. Yeah. He used yeah. to be ESPN. He was saying that for the NBA, this is a slam dunk opportunity for them to really take advantage of the open TV time, basically. Mm. Uh, he was saying if they start the playoffs in June, then they get all of June and all of July and the first week in August. And that is prime TV real estate for sports because the only thing that's on is baseball. And nobody really gives right. a shit about baseball. And no one on. watches baseball until September if you're right. Like, a real fan in October if your team makes the playoffs and ours doesn't. So who cares? Exactly. So he said, not only is this a chance for the NBA to really get their chance to shine, but then they basically just do a handoff from August into Labor Day weekend and NFL preseason. And right. he said, you know, cause he was saying, what's the point of you trying to compete with the NFL and college football in September, October, November, December, January. It's just never going to happen, right? No, it's not. I mean, let's be real. We all know which sport runs this country. It used to yeah. be baseball, but it's football now. No, it is. And he makes a fair point. And part of me thinks that hockey should maybe do the same thing. I don't know. Yeah, I just, I don't, uh, with the way that everything is gone, it's gone from, you know, bad to scary to like disaster scenario in the span of like three days so i just yeah. you know i'm optimistic you know but i at this point i feel like we're at a you know like you said where we're just not going to see it come back you know today the um the chl the you know the three leagues that make up the chl are the the dub the q and the o they came out today and said that they canceled the rest of their season the playoffs and the memorial cup so hockey leagues tend to run you know, in Damn. a pack. I didn't know, know the that. The NHL usually does what, you know, the AHL or the ECHL does and vice versa. So right. I think it's likely that we're going to uh, see something come out pretty soon here. And this would probably, you know, bring to light the conversation of, well, do the does basketball and hockey need to have 82-game seasons? And I'm not going to get into that on this episode. Maybe we do that next week so we actually have something to talk about. Um, but... Uh, I think that there is a legitimate argument for starting the season late and shortening mm -hmm. not only next season, but seasons all throughout the future, which yeah. is a whole different ball of wax. Like what? Like again. take like 12 games off of it or something and bump it, it down to 70 or something like that? Yeah, exactly. So yeah. I, I'm not getting into that right now, but you know, we'll, we'll see how it all plays out. And yeah, it just really sucks. You know, I forgot to mention last episode, we were saying who this really sucks for, you know, Philly, because they were hot, the Rangers, they were coming. If I am an Oilers fan, I'm jumping off a bridge. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, we didn't think of that. Yeah. Like, think about If I'm anyone in Canada, I'm jumping off a bridge. Well, yeah. Exactly. And then but you know, if they're Canada if they're Canadian and they're jumping off a bridge, Did they're gonna ask their neighbor to like sweep up the mess they make to be polite. <laughs> Did you see the memes of when Canada thought they found the cure and it was yeah. like cancels an NHL season, thirty minutes later Canada and it was like a Captain America with the with the needle. 
Yes, the be- the most amazing. Canadian thing I've seen in like the last week was uh, some like some reporter was like trying to distance themselves from people, so they duct taped their microphone to a hockey stick and was like interviewing people, like holding it out at arm's length I to interview that. people like six oh feet apart. God. Oh like my only God, only that. in Canada is a hockey stick a multi-functioning piece of yeah. equipment. Well, it's a toilet plunger too for you. Right, so. right. it is a toilet plunger for me. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, you know, enough about the whole virus going around. You know, we we don't really have an answer, and neither does the NHL. So until it something big comes out, it yeah, it sucks. So uh, what we wanted to do for you guys today was do a top ten segment. So we're going to start off with the top ten goalies of all time, in our opinions. Uh, but before we get to that, let's toss it off to the mailbag. We have a just a few of them, so we'll get on that quickly. Nick, you want to read them? Yes. So I picked the three best ones um, after I sifted through all the bullshit. Mm-hmm. Um, so this first one comes to us from our friend Mark. Uh, nice. Mark is a diehard Rangers fan. So Mark says, not bias at all, but when do you think I should expect the Rangers to run the Metro? Run the Metro. Wow. I would say two to three years, um, you know, just based on if the goalie prospects pan out the way they're supposed to, the defense is trending way up. And I think that's going to be a huge destination for free agents in the next two years. So I would not expect them to slow down at all. Well, it always is in general. And then when you kind of get their talent put together and their youth, uh, yeah, it kind of seems like they're going to be a, a trendy team going forward. And I, again, love the coach. Is it Dave Quinn? Dave Quinn. Yes. Yes. Um, he's a great coach. He reminds me a lot of Mike Sullivan, you know, with the discipline, uh, the defensive structure. So I, I think that they're going to be a good team. Will they run the Metro? I'm not so sure. I, I think, don't think I, I don't think anybody runs any division now. Is the honest I don't. Truth. I, and certainly not the Metro. I think it's so hard yeah. for a team to, you know, run that division. I well, mean, as good as as good as New York will be, there's a guy named Carter Hart who's pretty damn good, too. Right. And Philly's Philly's got a lot of prospects. I mean, they're they're gonna be a good team for a long time. So Carolina's only gonna get better too. Exactly. Them too. Yeah. So I don't know if they'll run it, but I think that they will definitely be back to their competitive big regular playoff form. In the in the t- like next two to three years. I think playoffs next year for sure is a legitimate aspiration. Yeah, as long as there's no more car accidents, I think, yeah. <laughs> yes. Well, I mean, hey, like, I mean, we've been saying for a while that New Yorkers can't drive. So, you know. Well, exactly. And, and they end up hitting their star Russian. So, there you <laughs> go. Uh, moving on. Uh, this comes to us from our buddy Pat. Pat says, Why hasn't Harrison gotten me my three McChickens for the Caps beating the Pens in the 18 lofts? <laughs> I think I actually. I, I owed him like three for that. And then I said, The Lightning were going to crush them. And then they won. So I think I actually owe him six. So, uh, Pat, the so reason. Him, like what? Like eight bucks? <laughs> yeah. So uh, I'll get on that. How about that? Thanks for the great mailbag question. I really appreciate it. That one made me laugh. Um, yeah. And then this last one comes to us from our buddy Cam, who says, Who is the better Russian, Malkin or Ovi? Nick, don't let Harrison's disease rub off on you. I'll let you, I'll let you take a little soapbox here. Ovi is the greatest Russian hockey player of all time. Not debatable. It's just a statement of fact at this point in his career. Go ahead. Try and try and tell me. I'm no, wrong. I mean, it, it, it's just if you look at if you look at any statistical category, 
Other than what, goals. Like, like, like highest scoring Russian of all time? Not points per game, though. Is he not points per game? Malkin's points per game. Hmm. He's only got him by like point two, but he's still got him. They're, you know, they're up there, uh, both of them for sure. I think Ovi's the best, obviously, and you're going to think Malkin's the best. I just think when you think about the company that they're in for Russian hockey players in the last 20 years, I mean, we're going over names like Bure, and yeah, Bure didn't play that much, but then we're talking Fedorov, and then we're talking Datsuk, and then, you know, you know, Kovalchuk didn't play for that long, but if we're going to go by skill, then you have to bring him in. Same with Kovalev. He, I mean, he played for a long-ass time, but... No, look, it, can I blame anyone for saying Ovechkin? No, I'm not going to blame you, but right. what I would say is it's a lot closer than some of you might think. Yes. It's a lot closer. I would agree to that. It's, it's, t- it's tough to say because the goal scoring always is going to... Goals always mean more than assists, right? Yes. Um... But that being said, I mean, Malkin has an MVP, so does Ovechkin, right? I mean, granted, Ovechkin has more, but it's not like Malkin's yes. never won MVP. They both have a playoff. They both did have Malkin a win a, Did Malkin win an Art Ross? Yeah. Okay. I think he won an Art Ross. He's got MVP. He's got Conn Smythe, three cups, blah, blah, blah. Right? The right. resumes are pretty damn similar. It's Obvi- just a, like a plethora of look how good we both are. <laughs> yeah. And... I think the other thing that gets overshadowed is look at Mo- Ovechkin has always played with either Backstrom or Kuznetsov, not knocking him for that. But Malkin's literally like played with Chris Kunitz, right? True. Or James Neal, who is a yeah. good player, but by no means on the Before same the caliber Caps as those Kuzi, guys. Ovi's, you know, Ovi's line mates were, you know, Dinah Zubris and, you know. Yeah. Exactly. You know, it, it was different. So Colby Armstrong, I'm, like right. Yeah. <laughs> I, I had Colby, like I, he had Colby Armstrong on his line. Yeah. It's not really discrediting him. I think it's. I'm only going to say Malkin because he. I feel like he shows up in the bigger moments, not more frequent, but he has more experience with that. Okay. In my so, opinion. So, uh, you know, there you guys go. There's a question. I am going to get absolutely a and a, shit on. You know, Penguins fan asking them to pick between a Caps player and a Penguins player. So you got exactly what you thought you would. <laughs> and if you took a national poll of like unbiased fans, I guarantee you it would be like 90% to 10% of Etchkin. Like mm-hmm. I, I, I'm yeah, fully aware I of agree. that. I'm giving you my opinion. Alrighty. Well, um, thanks to everyone that sent those questions in. Uh, we're going to continue to just put the mailbag stuff up as you know we sift through this sort of doldrum period of no sports going on. So please fire your questions away as long as they are appropriate to read over the air. We will read them. I don't care if you throw profanity in there. You can say fuck, shit, piss, you know, whatever. <laughs> Doesn't matter to me. Don't um, ask about Nick Schlump. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you can. I mean, if we want to do an episode on that, you know, I will, but I'm going to do that for money. So we um, sponsor. Right. Yeah. Rowickies. You there? <laughs> um, but yeah, let's move on to the uh, the top 10 we wanted to do today, which was top 10 NHL goalies of all time. So not just playing now, but, you know, going back to what was it? 1909, 1911, whatever, when the league started. Uh, yes. So two disclaimers I have one, Nick and I have not read each other's lists, so we have no idea Two, I never watched goalies pre 1985. So 
if yeah. I've watched them, it's because it's like old film. It's not, yeah. you know. Yeah. So apologize for my youth kind of coming in here, but there's not going to be many goalies pre-1985 for me. So, yeah. um, so obviously this is going to be pretty opinion based. Uh, I would imagine there's going to be a lot of uh, discrepancies here. Uh, so why don't you get us started with your number 10? Uh, before I start, I'm going to set the line at minus 270 that Holpies and Knicks. So let's see if I win that. Um, all right. So my my number 10, I'm going to have Mike Richter. Okay. This is gotta a get... problem because I also have Mike Richter at number Shit. 10. <laughs> all right. Got to get a Rangers guy in there. Long tenure, a lot of wins. I think he was the goalie for the 94 Cup team. So he's got that under his he belt was. as well. So Richter, in term, you know, when I was putting him on my list, he's not as high up. Like if you go to like you know, wins all time, you know, he's nowhere near the top ten. No, uh, and just because you know he didn't really you know play that long and stuff like that. But I think in terms of goalies who show up to play on the big stage, it's hard to find someone who's better than Mike Richter. Uh yeah, and he was on the U.S. Olympic team, like. I'm pretty sure almost every single year that he was eligible. Yes. Yeah. He was like, like he was always there. Yeah, I mean I mean go back to that 94 Cup final with uh, the Rangers against Vancouver. He had to stare down Pavel Bure on a penalty shot. Yeah. One of the one of the greatest saves in hockey history for sure. Uh absolutely. I'm looking at the uh all-time wins list right here in front of me and I don't think he's top 50. So, yeah. I thought I mean, he was like that. 45th or something. I could I mean, I could be wrong. Nah, but... your boy's 45th, unfortunately. Uh, you know who I'm talking about, right? Holtz. Yeah. yeah. Oh no, he's 35th. I apologize. 35th on the list with 301 wins. Uh to give you some names in his area, Oli Kolzig is actually the guy right above him at number 34 all time. Kozilla, so, baby. And Thomas Vokun is the one right below him. <laughs> we both had Thomas Vokun on our teams, didn't we? <laughs> yes, we did. I don't have an opinion on him, to be honest. Wait, okay, quick game. Goalies that the Caps and Penguins have both had go. Thomas Vokun. Brent, Brent Johnson. Jo- Brent Johnson. Is that um, it? No, there's like one more, I think. Is there? You could make a list of players like... Oh, the players is insane. Those yeah, are the ML- only two goalies that come to my mind, though. Dude, if you put players on there, you'd have a paper that you'd have to cite with, like, MLA format. It'd be so long. <laughs> like, seriously. Yeah. Um, All right. Maybe those are the have- only two. Yeah. Who do you have at number nine? So, for number nine, I have Jean-Sebastien Chaguer, also known Chiggy. as J.S. Chaguer. Yes. Nice. Uh, the 03 Cup run, well, 03 Cup runner-up run, Yes. Uh, was one of the most incredible playoff runs that I've ever witnessed, especially one as a the, kid. One of the best cup finals, and one of the first that I like vividly remember watching every game. Was he the goalie in 07 when they won as well? Yes. Okay, yeah. yeah. Um, I remember Brzezgalov was on the team. I just couldn't remember if he played or not. What's funny is, so, you know, he stays with the Ducks, or he's with the Ducks in 07 when they finally get there and win. And Scott Niedermeyer, who was on the Devils team that beat him in 03, was then his teammate in mm-hmm. Anaheim in 07. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. Colin probably told you that, eh? No, I just, I'm smart. Oh, you just I know knew that? that? Oh, you're just smart. Okay. 
Didn't know if you um, got an invite to the Nieder Meyer house or something. So still working on that. I think you know that's up to Colin. I feel like you know we brought him on the podcast. He could at least get us a Christmas card from you know Scott and an interview. Yes, yeah. Nice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> get someone that Chicklets hasn't gotten. Yeah, right. Uh, um, yeah, I got Jay Shagir at number nine. Not that not the longest tenured goalie, but in his prime, just sheer dominance. Just like a, if you had to play him in the playoffs, you're like fuck. Yeah, he'd steal games. Yeah, that and the pads were like a foot and a half wide when he was playing. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, number nine, I have Bernie Perrant, the legendary Flyers goalie. Who? <laughs> yeah, it like Whoops. if you saw if if you see a picture of Bernie Perrant, you'll know exactly who this guy is. He has like that uh, creepy sort of white face mask that's like one of those like horror movie type things. Okay. Legendary Flyers goaltender. I think he led them to both cups. Um, that they had in the seventies, first non-original six team to win a cup, I believe, were the Flyers. Seventy-five. Yeah, it sounds about right. Seven. I thought I thought they were seventy-two. No, oh, you could. Be, they, I think it's. I can't remember oh, if seventy-five is the first one or second one. Yeah. Anyways, I mean, just in terms of, you know, quality of play and just an absolute animal to play against. Not good for you for including one of the older guys. Yeah. That's not the um, only Yeah. So at number eight, I have Henrik Lundqvist. Okay. think he deserves it. I'm not going to hold the no cup against him. He's been at it forever, it seems like. Always been good. Always been competitive. Rangers up until the last two years have always been competitive. And he is number six on the all-times win, all-time wins list. Um, depending how much longer he goes... He's currently sitting number six at 459 wins. Ed Belfour is at number four with 484 wins. And the person between them is Marc-Andre Fleury. So I think Lundqvist will get into the top five. I I don't know. I mean, we're at the point now where, you know, he's not going to be the starter for, I mean, he's not the starter anymore, right? So n- probably not. He's thirty yeah. wins away. So assuming that he doesn't hang him up this year, he, so like if he plays two more years, he could easily do it. But yeah, I th- and I think I think he will. If you want my honest opinion, yeah. I don't think he's going to retire. I didn't put him. Um, you know, spoiler alert, spoiler alert. I didn't put him in my top ten. Uh, just I know because, someone's going to be mad. Yeah, I, yeah. Well, I know more than one person who's going to be pissed. But I just think with. Like, yes, he's a great goalie. Does he make my top 20? Absolutely. Top 15? Probably. But I just don't see him beating out some of the names I have on my list in terms of, you know, the goat factor. Fair enough. Yeah. Okay. Number eight, I have Curtis Joseph. Yep. Uh, Gotta have Cujo. AKA, AKA Cujo, one of the greatest goalie masks of all time when he was in Toronto. Um, just an absolute animal. Uh, slide tackled an official after he didn't like a call in overtime. That's a great moment. If you haven't seen that, go look that up. Just uh, an unbelievable goalie in terms of making saves that no human being should ever be able to make. He was so good when he was with the Leafs. So good when he was with the Leafs. Who else did he play for? Do you remember? I want to say, was he in Edmonton? I believe he was for a short stint at the end. Yeah. Um, that is something I'm going to look up right now. Same. Um, yeah, he's got a stint with Edmonton. 
I Blues, think. Edmonton, Leafs, Wings, Yotes, and Flames. I remember him with the Yotes and the Leafs the most. Yeah, he. I remember he had one save in Edmonton that like he reached back and like pulled the puck off the goal line, mm-hmm. and the puck was probably going like ninety miles an hour, and it like it looked like he just grabbed like a rubber ball and pulled it back. <laughs> just like an unreal competitor. Yeah, no, he was always one of those goalies who was never really out of the play. And number seven all time on the wins list, right behind Ken Henrik. So there you go. Yeah, who do you have at seven? Uh, my number seven is going to be Mark Andre Fleury. Hate all you want. Mm. So yeah, no surprise there. I didn't put him in my list, so I don't know if you're going to be pissed about that. But I will be pissed about that. Yeah, he's just—I mean, he, again, longevity plays a factor. He's got three cups. Two of which I would say are legitimate, right? Um, and he's number six on the all-time list. So in an age where starting goalies are starting to get less and less starts each year, I think it becomes more and more impressive um, the higher that they get up on that list. Granted, I understand he started in the era where starting goalies still had 60 to 68 starts. But in the last five years, his starts have gotten drastically reduced just because of the nature of the game, the importance of a backup goalie, et cetera. And he's still up there in the top five. And I I mean, I really think he's going to end up being number four. He is only math guy here, 28 wins behind Ed Belfort. So he should get there. Oh, wow. Yeah. He should be number four all time by then. So I definitely think he deserves it, especially for how, how long he's been at it. True. I mean, that's a valid point. You know, I, you know, you can sit here and you can split hairs all you want about that cup, whether it was him or it was Murray. I mean, let's be real. It's both of them. You yes. Know, it, it takes two goalies to win a Stanley Cup. Um, so, you know, he's an immensely talented goalie. I, you know, uh, Cavs fans, you might crucify me for this. I didn't put Holby on my list. Um, oh, wow. I just lost minus 250. Yeah, and I didn't put Flurry on this list, and I didn't put Lundqvist on this list. And, you know, they would basically make up spots 11 through, you know. 14. Yeah, 15, and then you throw in a couple other guys that are, you know, either current or who have just retired. Right. Yeah, no, I get you. Yeah. Uh, I, I'll, I'll take that. Uh, at number seven, I have Grant Fuhr. I've, yeah, I was going to put him, but... I I just again. this is hard, man. I mean, we were texting before, like I mean, you know, not sharing lists, of course, but like I mean, this is tough. Yep, it is tough because uh, a lot of these guys you never really watched play, so I'm probably gonna get roasted by the older people listening because yeah. obviously it's subjective, and you know, everybody who's in their own era thinks that they're better. Perfect example: the LeBrons versus the Jordans. You know, who'd you watch? Who'd you grow up right. with? All that. So yeah. there's a little bit of that in here as well. Yeah, uh, I mean, Grant Fuhr, Vesna, Jennings, four Stanley Cups. Yeah, not much not much more you can say, and I totally First agree ballot that. Hall of Famer. Yes. 403 wins. I mean, you know, it's just, and I mean, you know, he played through an era where, like, the scoring was just ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And to have an 887 career save percentage, I think, is incredible. Yeah, that's probably the only time you would say that's good. Yes. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. So yeah. it's funny how that works. Right. So I'm on number six now? Yes. So I got Cujo at six. Okay. Um, I was teeter-tottering. It's kind of funny. I, not to get off topic, do you think Luongo's in this list? 
I did not put him on mine, even though he's really high up the wins list. Yeah, I mean, am I going to get roasted for the Flurry Lundquist I mean, thing? Because he's basically Lundquist. Is it, the bu- uh, like yes and no? I just I don't know. Like he was the captain of the Canucks. He was until they took it away. Yeah, exactly. Well, anyways, not to get off topic, I have Cujo at six. Uh, like Nick said, I think you had him at eight. I grew up playing NHL 2002 and 2003, and his name was just screamed by, uh, not Gary Thornick, Jim Hewson, every time that there was a save made. So my childhood is just great save by Joseph. Dude, do that one more time. Great save by Joseph. Put that in. Put that in the game. That was amazing. That was really good. I've I've heard that one a couple times. That's like you know, cello four oh five. Those were my life. So. Oh my god! Props to you. You should be an announcer. Fuck the Thanks, podcast. Man. Yeah. It's me. <laughs> we're just quarantined, right? Yeah. So this I got Kujo at six. Okay. At number six, I have Ken Dryden. Mm. Okay. Yeah. So here, here's just have some, to you know, have to have him. Yeah. Here's some numbers that I think are probably pretty good. Career save percentage nine two two. That's nuts. Career GAA two point two four. Uh, six time All Star, five time Vesna winner, and six time Stanley Cup champion. How are you? But yeah, thanks for coming. Keep the change. Yeah. No. And I mean, you have really. Good. Dryden didn't play that long. He played from 1970 to 1979. Yeah, he's also, um, I think he's the only other goalie other than Matt Murray who won two cups in his first two seasons. Yes. Because I remember when we were going through that back-to-back cup run, thank you very much, Mm -hmm. uh, they kept bringing that stat up. Yeah. I just, I mean, to play, like what, like 70 to 79, so let's say you played eight or nine seasons. And he wins the cup six times. Yeah, that's, and the, the, that's insane. And like you said, a nine-two-two in that era. When you just mentioned the Grant Fear numbers, that should give you an idea of how good that drive Seriously. was. Seriously. Yeah. So now he did play on the stacked Montreal teams, but I won't discredit him. True, but yeah. Um, five. Yes, that's what yeah, comes I, after six. I uh yeah, <laughs> or before six. Yeah. True. Gotcha. Depending on which way we're going here. <laughs> Um, all right, number five, I got Ed Belfour. Okay. Uh, so here's a fun little stat. He is the one of two goalies in NHL history to win an NCAA championship, a Stanley Cup, and an Olympic gold medal. The only <laughs> other one to do it is Neil Broughton. That, Neil Broughton played goal? Oh, no, I'm sorry. He, he's not – it's not – Goalie, it, it it player in general. One two, okay, other player. Okay, so that even makes it more impressive. Yeah, so Neil Broughton won a Stanley Cup with Jersey, I, maybe. I had never heard of him, so don't even ask me. He was on the Miracle on Ice team, dude. He was, bro. Yeah. Oh, did no? Didn't he have a brother? Neil Broughton played for the North Stars. Why did I think his name was Chris? So he had no, a brother. I don't know. I'm a dummy. either way. Um, one of three yeah. guys to ever, or one of two guys to ever do that, the triple crown. So hmm. that's, pretty um, cool. yeah. And I think the statistics would speak for themselves. I mean, he's top 20 in the all time wins. Yeah. Uh, he, he was amazing in Dallas. I think that's really in Chicago too, but I really remember him in Dallas as well. So, yeah. 
Uh, at number five on my list, I have the great Terry Sawchuck. So another old timer here. Uh, this guy yeah. played for 14 years. His first season with Detroit was in 1949-1950, and his last season with the Rangers was in 1969. Nice, 1970. <laughs> that is wild. See, I like, saw him on like a lot of shit that that man has seen over not just his playing career, but his life. Yeah, no, I, I get that. I, I was going to have him, but I don't know anything about him. So I can't, like, I feel weird putting someone on a list that I don't know anything about. I feel like that's yeah. not fair. True. I mean, he was just an absolute warrior, as most goalies had to be in his era, like playing without a, you know, melon bucket. So, yeah, you know, I don't know who in their right mind would ever do that. But, mm-hmm. um, I mean, he killed it. Yeah, I mean the the numbers speak for themselves. Uh, save percentage is a nine oh seven for his career, which across you know basically two different eras of hockey is incredible. That's four cups, really good. Yeah, four cups, seven all stars, four Vesnas. I mean, uh, definitely one of the iconic old time hockey names. And I would say probably when you think like old time hockey goalie, you're either thinking him or Johnny Bauer. Uh, yeah, no, I, I completely agree and. Definitely with the term old time in there as well. Yes. Uh, so at number four, I have Ken Dryden. Okay. So you already kind of touched on his resume, so I'm not going to repeat it. So I got Dryden at number four. Nice. Uh, likewise, at number four, I have Eddie the Eagle Belfour. Uh, and it's not just because he was absolutely crippled earlier this year with that mugshot that we saw. Uh, <laughs> you that know, DUI touched- pick was tough. Oh, my gosh. Like, I mean... And you you touched on all his accolades and stuffs, you know, four time Jennings winner, you know, two time Vesna, ninety nine Cup winner, Calder, All Star, Hall of Fame, uh, NCAA championship. So, yeah, um, that's who I have at number four. And this, I think, is where it's going to get really interesting because if yeah, we have the same top three, I'm we're, gonna we're bet definitely going to have the same top three, but it's going to be interesting where everyone falls in and why. So. Go ahead I have a with weird that. feeling ours is going to be like the same in order, but I hope not. Okay, go ahead with. Uh, so I got, three. I got Patty Waugh at number three. Okay. Um, four Stanley Cups, two with Montreal in '86 and '93, two with the Avalanche in '96 and '01, three-time Vesna winner in four years in a four-year span. So he he won it in 1989, 1990, and 1992. Three-time Conn Smythe winner, 1986, 1993, and 2001. And his second all-time in wins with 551. Third place is not even close, but he also isn't close to first place. Uh, I mean, he's just a legend of the game. One of the all-time great goalies. uh, You know, just iconic in that dynasty of the Colorado Avalanche from 1996 to about 2003. Um, he's just, I would not be mad if someone had him at number two, which I think most people probably do. I actually have him at number three as well. Okay. Uh, so, you know, you basically nailed it pretty much. If you were going to go play against the Colorado avalanche from, like you said, from 96 to like, what? Oh, when did he stop playing with them? Uh, Oh three. Uh, and you were going to go into, you know, their arena or they're coming into your arena in the playoffs. You're going to have to stare down Patrick Waugh. And you know that you're lucky if you get one by him, really lucky if you get two by him. 
Yeah, and he has some of the all-time great goalie fights too. So go YouTube those if you haven't checked them out. Absolute head case off the ice. I mean, we yes. could touch on the off-ice incidents for days, but I won't out of respect. Uh, got into coaching a little bit afterwards, and good to see that his fire did not stop there because I'm pretty sure he tried to beat up nearly every opposing coach he played against. <laughs> including uh, Bruce Boudreau, you know, wonder who would have won that one. <laughs> I'd beat up Bruce Boudreau too. So right. <laughs> wouldn't take much. I'd throw a wing on the ground and just kick him right. in the face when he's on his knees. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, number two. Yeah, oh. definitely Patty Waugh at number three. Yep. So number two, I have Martin Brodeur. Okay. This is where have? we're going to have, uh, I have the dominator at number two. Okay. So I have dominator at number one. Okay. So, all right, let's, you know, let's talk about this. So, okay. uh, granted, Brodeur is the all-time leader in wins by an absolute mile. I just mentioned previously that Patrick Waugh was in second place with 551 wins. Well, Brodeur is number one with 691 wins, so it's not even close. Three-time cup champ, probably considered the GOAT. Uh, across the board by many hockey writers and analysts. And he also has the most shutouts all time with 125, and number two is not even close. Uh, his resume is pretty damn long, so I'm not going to bore you with it because I think that you know those are probably the biggest feats other than maybe the amount of Vesnas he's won. But, he, I mean, he is arguably the GOAT. Um, he played much longer and much better for a longer time than Dominic Hasek did. Uh, but in case you haven't noticed, I kind of put a lot more weight on how dominant guys were in a certain period of time instead of how long they were for, or how good they were for, you know, an extended period of time, if for lack of a better term. For sure. I think the one thing that people forget about Hasek is that he wasn't a starting goalie until he was like 26 or 27. Yeah. So he didn't have um, as long. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he was on some teams that weren't great. Uh, the Sabres teams he were on, you know, he was on were lights out. Um, obviously, those teams should have won cups. You know, we could go back and forth over whether someone's foot was in the crease or not, you know, for days. <laughs> but, um, you know, to- he's, you know, talent wise, I would say Dominic Hasek is probably the best of all time. I think yes. where I differ is I just look at the sheer numbers that Brodeur has. And if I was going to pick, like, if I could pick any goalie in their prime to start a game for me just to win that one game, like game seven of the cup final, I'm picking Marty Brodeur. See, that's where we differ. I I, yeah. I, I feel like if you made me pick of a goalie to have for five years, I'd pick Marty Brodeur. But for one game, I'd pick Hasek. Okay. Just because you said he's the, most, I mean, he's the most talented I think, you know, I knew when we started this list that these, the top three were going to be the exact same. It was just a question of what order do you put them in? Yes. Um, So forgot to add this to the resume. Um, Not forgot, but just wanted to confirm. Marty Brodeur, four-time Vesna winner, 2003, 04, 07, and 08. And he also won Rookie of the Year in 1994. Three times Cup winner, seven-time All-Star, five times Jennings Trophy winner. I mean... Yes. I mean, it's absurd numbers, too. He's top two on every list. Yeah. So for me, I have Hashik number one, and this is kind of why. So none of the goalies that we listed had ever won a Hart Trophy. True. Dominic Hashik won it twice in back to back seasons. Is he one? Is he the last one to do that? Is he the last Um, goalie to win a Hart Trophy? Fuck, you're going to. 
can you Google that while I talk so yeah. we sound official? Yeah. <laughs> so uh, Dominic Hasek won the Hart Trophy in 1997 and 1998, as well as winning the Lester B. Pearson Award, uh, which was formerly – what is that trophy called now? The Lester B. Pearson for most outstanding Could, player. Couldn't tell you. Okay. Well, whatever. Um, uh, mo- Carey Price won it. Sorry, I don't mean to cut you off. No, you're good. Carey Price won it, and Jose Theodore won it. Uh, Theodore, I you know, o one o two, hundred percent agree. Price in fourteen fifteen, eh? But yeah, well, he's the only goalie who's won more than one. Yes, and when he did it, he not only won MVP, he also won Most Outstanding Player in those back to back seasons as well. So yeah. I mean, you gotta think. In 97 and 98, he's going up against guys like Yager, Solani. I mean, all-time greats, and he's beating these guys out for Hart trophies. Yes. Um, and then obviously— times when his team wasn't as good as those teams were. Exactly. And then, as you could have guessed, he cleaned house with the Vesna when he during those two years as well. Oh, for sure. He is a six-time Vesna winner. <laughs> 94, 95, 97, 98, 99, 01— Two-time cup champion, 2002 and 2008, both with the Red Wings. Granted, he did not start in 2008. Uh, he was the backup to Chris Osgood when they beat my beloved Penguins. And he's a six, and he's a six-time NHL All-First Team. So, in my opinion, just from like 1994 to like 2002, that eight-year period, he was the most dominant goaltender in the league. And that's why I put him one against Brodeur is because Brodeur was so good for a long period of time, but Hashik was so dominant for like a decent chunk of time of what dominance yeah. can last for. No, I know what you're saying. So, um, and plus, I mean, he didn't have the devils in the trap right in front of him with yes. Scott Niedermeyer <laughs> yeah, true. and just Scott pop Stevens. one and it's over. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So that's why I'm giving it to Hashik. Sure. I mean, we could go, you know, on for days. Basically, if you ask any hockey fan out there, it's pretty much between two these two guys. I feel like every third person you ask, they're going to say Patrick Waugh. But, yes. um, you know, for us, it's, you know, between these two guys. I mean, yeah. And, and also one of the great all time masks. I love that little cage he had. I think it's swaggy. What you mean that the player helmet that he just stuck a cage on the front? I love it. <laughs> I love it. And then it. slap two like generic saber stickers that he probably got at the team store on. Dude, I love it. I put yeah. uh, my goalie in NHL twenty. I have that mask on. Really? Yeah. I also, oh, I fun fact, dust. played go. I played goalie for two seasons in the Christian Floor Hockey League in Calkeysville, Maryland. Uh, Catonsville, Maryland. Sorry. Nice. Yes, exactly. Sign of the cross. Um, old. Modeled my game after Hashik because I loved how he would flop around and make all the desperation saves and make everything look fancy. So I kind of did the same thing. They're like, oh my God, is that kid having a stroke? I was actually pretty good. I like no <laughs> joke. There's, there's, there's film of this. I need yeah. to break out game the VHS film? machine. Yeah. Um, VCR. Um, VHS, VCR. VHS is the tape. VCR is the thing that plays it. Ah, fuck. I'm Um, going to get crucified for that. Anyways, that is our top 10 goalies all time. Is it Uh, really VCR machine, right? VCR is the thing that plays the tape. VHS is the tape. Dude, I was telling my parents, we were talking about this. I say so much stuff. I just realized for since we started this podcast, every time I want to say that something goes off the tracks, I say it goes off the wheels. And it makes no sense. 
I mean, you know, that going off the wheels doesn't sound great either. So, I mean, you know, pick your poison, go off the tracks, go off the wheels. Either way, you're fucked. So. Yeah, but that's not the saying. I like fuck up all these sayings. It's okay. I also don't know what the word hiatus means, apparently. I've been using it wrong for like a whole lot of time. It's like hiatus. you're taking a break from something. Like, uh, Yeah, I thought it was you were going to the extreme on something. Uh, no, I don't. <laughs> So, so for, since we started, I've been using the word hiatus like probably once every three episodes, and I'll be like, "Oh, um, the CDC is going on a cleaning hiatus," thinking it means that they're going <laughs> to clean. Just, a shit they're just ton. not. That, that means they're not going to clean. <laughs> no, I know. I just figured that out. So I didn't know what the word hiatus meant. Dude, don't sweat it. It's I'm. You know, our listeners are great. It, they're not road scholars. I'll tell you that much. So, uh. <laughs> I'm just putting that out there. I'm I'm going to be a better person going forward. Sure. Um, other than that, you know, I don't really have a whole lot else to say. If you guys enjoyed this little top 10 filler segment, please let us know and, you know, share with us uh, some other ones that you would like us to do. Um, I'm definitely open to doing um, a ton more of these. These are a lot of fun for us. And it's nice to finally have something sports related to talk about to pass the time because this sucks right now. Uh, yeah. I mean, like we said, it's just a dull time. Not really much to do, not much to talk about. So please help give us ideas or any list that you want us to go through, and we'd be happy to do so. Uh, and obviously with the whole virus thing going around, limiting our ability to do interviews right now. So uh, once this all clears up, we'll get cracking on that again. Uh, but until then, without further ado, class dismissed. Could you whisper in my ear the things you want to feel? I'll give you anything. Till you wake up on your own I wonder where you are Live with all your faults I wanna wake up where you are I won't say anything at all So why don't you smile The life you kill The priest is on the phone Your father hit the wall Your mom disowned you